It's finally here. Bigger, faster, stronger. It's time to put on the pads. Faster, quicker, more agile. And make some noise. Set! Just leveled. Wow! Your defending AFC South champion, Houston Texans, are back for training camp. 15-yard touchdown run for Deshaun Watson. Welcome to Texans Training Camp Live. Your sideline pass to everything that's going on with your Houston Texans. Texans Training Camp Live is presented by Xfinity and by Geico and Papa John's Houston. Now, let's go down to the Houston Methodist Training Center. Here are your hosts, Mark Vandermeer and John Harris. Uh, good morning, Texans. Welcome to the program. Mark Vandermeer John Harris with you, Texans Training Camp, live presented by Xfinity. And we are ready to rock today, Johnny, as there's a scrimmage tomorrow night. Camp is, I hate to use the term winding down, or it's officially broken, but the scrimmage is kind of the camp capper, if you will, tomorrow yep. night. So we'll do our last show tomorrow, 8 to 10 a.m., and then we'll be live from the scrimmage from 6 to 7 p.m. tomorrow. And then we'll get into more of an extended game week mode. It'll be a two-week game week mode as the Texans get ready to take on the Chiefs two weeks from tomorrow night. Good morning. How are you, my friend? I'm doing uh, very well. It, it, it's you know We've done this show out at the stadium together <laughs> yeah. so you and I can see each other. And yeah. you know, today with no... Uh, well, it's not technically a day off for the players. They've got things going on, but it's a non-media day. Mm-hmm. So we will have some Zoom interviews later in the day. I think it's a coordinator day. So we'll hear from, I believe, both Tim Kelly and Anthony Weaver, I believe. Uh, but it's so strange to be in the ditch and you're not here. So yeah. that's that's odd. And that's going to take some that's gonna take some getting used to. But I think you and I will figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. You're we'll in the Didge, the uh, Hyundai Texans radio studio, also known as the Didge, uh, and I'm elsewhere. I'm at a, an undisclosed location doing the program today, <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. And I hope everybody uh, finds a way to stay safe because I know a lot of people are thinking, whew, it's not going to be that bad in Houston, I guess, and west of town especially. But there are a lot of people in our listening area who are greatly affected by what's coming with Laura uh, destined apparently to be a Category 4, I read this morning. So uh, praying for everybody, and uh, let's let's hope for the very best here. My gosh, we need a break. And uh, our friends in uh, the western part of Louisiana, eastern, eastern part of Texas, hang in there, please. All right, so, Johnny, we promised we'd kick off the show with one Lonnie Johnson. I want to talk defense here because Seth was just talking about it. And, by the way, those guys ended the show with – Take five by Dave Brubeck, okay? I couldn't believe they ended the show that way. Is that their new way of doing it? Take five by Dave Brubeck? I mean, I don't, that's I probably Larry's day to day. That's probably the first time that song has been heard on this radio station since the 60s, maybe even the 50s. I mean, I'm serious. This is an old-time radio station in Houston and used to play music all the time, back when AM stations did do such things, but obviously don't anymore for the most part all right Lonnie Johnson for the most part a corner but we talked about it last night he's a DB he's a corner he loves playing football and I started off this interview talking about his love for practice because he always seems to be pumped up out there having a good time and making the most of the opportunity I just love football uh always loved it um any chance I get to come out here and play is a blessing so I take advantage of it every time I'm out there on the field now, what about your fellow DBs? Because I've always thought it's the tightest position group on the team with mm-hmm. the offensive line. You guys are always so tight. 
and the group has flipped a little bit since last year. During last year, and a, a couple of new guys brought in during the offseason, what's that room like? What is the group like for you? We just got a lot of energy and swagger this year. Um, you know, we we collectively like just challenge each other in the room this year to see who can get the most picks in camp this year. You know, we just challenging each other to be the best, and you and you do that, and it shows out on the field. How does your background, junior college, Kentucky, help you here being so versatile? I mean, you played wide receiver, I think, a little bit in junior college as well. So how mm -hmm. has all of that helped you be versatile here as a pro? Um, I mean, just trying to know what's, what's coming from a receiver uh, standpoint and, and knowing, like, from width and splits, uh, from what the quarterback looking at. Um, so just translating that over to my cornerback position, you know, just knowing where my help is on the field, knowing where it's like, how close to squeeze to the sideline, all type of stuff. So I'm still learning the position as I go, you know, it's just, I don't know. I think I'm going to take a big step this year. I just want to do whatever I can to help us win. Your rookie year, you had preseason games and joint practice and all of that. And now it's just, you're going up against the offense every day. I mean, you want them to do well in the games, but you're competitive against them out there at practice. What's that like being against your own teammates every day? Uh, need to side has no time to waste. Uh, we don't have no time to waste. I think we probably, what, 18 games? I mean, 18 days from the first game. So we don't have no time to waste. No preseason games, no joint practices, none of that. We got to compete with each other to go out there and be ready for the first game. How tough is it to also practice on special teams? Because you've made some big plays on special teams. So that dynamic and being ready to play defense, both of those phases of the game. I learned to care about special teams just the way I care about defense. You know, I got to go out there and, and do whatever to help us win. So if I make a tackle inside the 15 and then go right in on defense, I done helped us, you know, shorten the field up a little bit. Lonnie, thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck this year. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Lonnie Johnson joining us uh, on the program. And, Johnny, I think I'm going to have a big year. I think I'm going to take a big step forward. I'm paraphrasing yeah. here. But that's really good to hear out of Lonnie, who, uh, you know, we do talk about him. It's not like he's the forgotten man or anything. But <laughs> you get a – we don't really talk about him much in that year one to year two, and he could be a real big-time difference maker for the secondary. And they need these kinds of things yeah. to happen – if they're going to have the kind of year they want. I mean, they I'll give you some of the rankings in just a moment, and some of them are alarming when you look at where yeah. they were last year as a secondary, as a pass defense in general, not just the secondary. You can't pin it all on that. But uh, you really need Lonnie to, to make that big step forward, and it looks like he's up for it. Yeah, I, you know, I think you're right. I think Lonnie plays a big role in that. Um, and, and at some point, you know, I was sitting off to the side listening to that interview both with you and then also with the with the uh, Houston media, and somebody asked him a question about playing cornerback specifically, and he said, you know, I'm a defensive back. And he's shown throughout his career, which is short, yeah, last year and then on earlier than this year, that he's got the ability to play a number of different spots back there. He's got this – heck, he's got the size to be a linebacker if you wanted him to. Um but the thing about Lonnie that I learned last year just about him, you know, rookies come in and they get they get playing time and they start to, you know, make an impact and they have opportunities and they do they do well with those opportunities. Not exceedingly well, but they do well. But then some other guys come back from being hurt and then they get not as many opportunities. And I think there were times last year where 
that happened a lot where maybe struggled in a game and then some guys were coming back off injury and so they were inserted so Lonnie was just getting time on special teams and it's really easy for a rookie at that point to kind of you know put his you know his tail between his legs and just go oh yeah I'm not getting time on defense this you know this sucks I'm gonna pout so when he went on special teams I'm not gonna say that I expected that but I do think there were there were opportunities for him to just kind of pout, whatever. He went on special teams and did whatever he could to impact his team. And I thought that was a really good sign for a rookie that came in with a lot of expectation being a second-round pick, had a little bit of success, then struggled, and then went to the bench, essentially. He never got down on himself, especially when it got, came to special teams. He went out on special teams and did some really great things, and then he earned some of that playing time back as the year wore on. And I just thought that was a really good sign for a guy that has all the tools to be effective in this league. But as a rookie, it's really hard. That's, I mean, playing defensive back in the NFL now is hard, especially when you're facing Drew Brees in the first game, Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Uh, it can be a hard game to master. And I think Lonnie probably learned a little bit of that, but he never got down on himself. And I will give him the utmost credit for that, that he kept plugging away at defense at the same time, knowing that he still could impact the game on special yeah. teams, and he took a lot of pride in that. And I really appreciated that about Lonnie last year in particular. All right, now we've seen some water under the bridge at practice here, and I'm really grateful because we talked about people being separated by these tiers and everything and how you're mm-hmm. in Tier 2 and I'm not, and we did that for a variety of reasons, and I don't want to yep. get into all of them again here. But I've been able to watch a lot of practice. I, I, was, a, I was concerned there would be inside an awful lot because that was – that was the early rumor that they might yeah. be inside a bunch, and I think they felt that way too, but then they thought, let's get outside. Let's get on the fields. Let's get on the grass. You know, the heat be damned. And what I've noticed is, yeah, he's playing that outside corner spot a lot. I think they can move him around. That's why he wants that DB identity as opposed to just being a corner or whatever. But what do you see? Because you thought preseason, pre-camp season, you know, maybe safety, maybe gravitates that way, and maybe he still does in his career. But what do you see it right now from the safeties and Lonnie's ability, perhaps potential to adjust and move over inside from time to time? Yeah, I think that's always going to be there. I mean, as long as he doesn't go on, uh, you know, soda weight loss diet and drop 30 pounds for some reason. I think that's always going to be there because he's 6'2". He's a legit 215. I mean, he's bigger than any safety we got. He's, he's almost bigger than some of our linebackers. When he stands next to Zach, you're like, okay, almost the same guy in some sense. Now he's lighter than Zach, of course. But I do think there's a possibility of that. And, you know, when you go into a football game, you know, each you'd, you'd like to have different chess pieces that you can utilize in your factor, you know, guys that you can move around. And obviously in defense, J.J. Watt is the biggest chess piece and the most important chess piece this team this team has. Left defensive end, he can move inside defensive tackle in a four-man rush. He can, you know, uh, line up on the right side. I mean, there are so many different things that J.J. can do, and where you move him will then dictate to the defense, I'm sorry, to the opposing offense, how they're going to block. So if J.J.'s on the left side, Expect that team to slide protect to the right, and you'll get some one-on-one matchups on the other side. You can force them into things because you've got a chess piece like J.J. moving him around and changing things. And then after the ball snapped, where he rushes from? Is he looping back inside? Is he just giving it a, uh, a traditional edge rush? Is he going to work a stunt game with one of the defensive linemen? There's so many different things that you can do 
with J.J.? Well, with Lonnie, I think not as obviously accomplished at this point as J.J., and I would love Lonnie Johnson to get to that point one day. That would be kind of nice. But I think you have the same possibility. Um, you can move him around. You can do some different things. And a guy like Bradley Roby, I think, helps in that with your matchups because Rope can go inside on a smaller slot guy, but if a team tries to isolate inside with a, a bigger receiver or a tight end, well, Lonnie can then go inside. So yeah. you just have these different things that you can do. I think the other aspect to that, Mark, is I, as much as I liked Eric Murray coming out of college, and I did think that a nickel-slash-safety position was probably best for him, I didn't really know what to expect to see, seeing him in full time. But watching Eric Murray work out here, and look, practice is practice. I know it's not facing the Chiefs or the Ravens, etc. But just the way that Eric Murray moves in comparison to other safeties that have been back here. I remember watching Deshaun Gibson last year going, you know, Deshaun just looks like it's kind of laboring a little bit. I don't see that with Murray. I see quick breaks on the ball. I see kind of a ball magnet, and that's the way he was when I watched him in college. And I think he's going to end up doing a pretty solid job back there at safety. So quickness. That's those are the two things that I kind of take out of yeah. you know why Lonnie may not jump right to safety if that makes sense. But down the road, I think there are a lot of players. Jalen Mills is making that transition now from the Eagles. You know, Kareem made it a little later in his career. Uh, it probably would have done it earlier if we didn't have kind of guys banged up at corner. I think he definitely yeah. would have done it earlier in his career. I think the staff wanted to do that. So I think it's a natural thing for. Guys that are, are good tacklers, physical, uh, and can move, they go back to safety, and there's no problem with that. And then it elongates a guy's career. So we see that. I think down the road that could happen. You know, it's funny because I heard Sean talking about uh, no Jonathan Joseph out there. That's that's a topic that really hasn't been delved into a ton this offseason and everything and, and as you get into the preseason. But he brought it up how being at practice, you don't see J. Joe out there. It is kind of weird. You see a number 24, but it's Karan Higdon. Yeah, that yeah. just freaks me out. That's just one of those freaky numbers. And I'm still getting used <laughs> to Duke Johnson at 25, which was Kareem's yes. number. But it's just one of those number situations. But no J. Joe. I still look at this group as a tight group, though. There's no question. You can see the camaraderie. I think Justin Reed has a whole lot to do with that. He's only in year three, but it feels longer in terms of his gravitas, the way he is with his teammates out there. And and Roby seems relaxed. You went through that the other day uh, with me about how Roby, you know, there's just something about one-year contract versus, yeah, I'm here for a while now. I, yeah. I'm good. I'm, this is my home. So I like that. Johnny, let me throw some of these rankings at you from last year. Oh. I, look, last okay. year is not this year. But these things have to improve. Yards oh, per game allowed, 28th in the league. Yards per play 31st in the league, and, you know, passing the rush, there's no, like, glimmering, you know, gleaming uh, example of, oh, they were really good against the run and not so good. No, they they had statistically some issues. But I'm going to give you the point totals down the stretch. In some really big games, they stepped up, up right? Yep. Yep. Uh, look, they got drilled by Baltimore. We all know that. Four days later, they hold the Colts to 17 in a gotta-have-it game at NRG Stadium in the division and get it. The next week, they hold the Patriots to 22, and there were some backdoor points in that game. That was a really good defensive performance against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots on a Sunday night. Then the Denver aberration, shall we call it, because it was bizarrare <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, aberration. Uh, I'll just, That's exactly uh, right. I, you know, I mean, you know, because, like, as I give you the next two, you're going to say, well, what was the Denver game doing in there? How did that happen? Because 
Then they go on the road to the Titans, and they keep Derrick Henry in check and hold them to 21. And I know what you, some of you are thinking, well, 21, Vandermeer. Listen, you hold an opponent to 20 or below, you're doing your job. They won that game 24-21. Hallelujah. All right? And the defense actually gave them near point-blank field position for a score with that Reed Pop and Whitney return. And then the next week, all those turnovers, they hold the Bucks to 20, and that was a Bucks team that had won four in a row. So I think that when you look at four out of five games following the drilling by Baltimore, you had good defensive performances in some very key games. This is the Bill O'Brien past Thanksgiving stuff where you absolutely have to play your best football coming down the stretch of the regular season. And then the Buffalo game, they hold them to 19 overall um, and, and are able to win it. I just think that there there were some positives there, but when I look at the season-long rankings, you know they're looking at these numbers, too. Like, how do we get better at third down percentage? We're 31st in the league in allowing third downs. Yeah. Red zone percentage, last in the league. Once the opponent gets into the red zone, they were last in the league defensively. So, clearly, they were looking for ways to improve that this offseason, and we're not going to know until we see it unfold. And, look, the first couple of games might not even tell the whole story and probably won't because you're facing two of the very best teams in the league. But if it does tell a much more positive story, you're off to a great start. Yeah, I always had a a buddy of mine said that statistics were for – uh, I can't remember what he said there for something fantasy, bad fantasy geeks, losers and assistant coaches or something like that. I don't know. Uh, he probably said it with a little bit more flavor than I just said it with. But sometimes it doesn't doesn't tell the whole story. But I think what was what was difficult for people after that, the Denver game in particular, was anybody sort of nationally to say, OK, yeah, that was a one game aberration because a few weeks prior to that, we go up to Baltimore Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson does what he, you know, had done to everybody that particular season right. from game three on. So it kind of was like a head scratcher, like, all right, well, which one? And then, of course, when things go south in Kansas City in the in the divisional playoff round, everybody's like, well, they start, you know, you start connecting the dots. Baltimore, Denver, Kansas City. Like, yeah, okay, they had some games mixed in there where they did – and people didn't even look at that. They just looked at those three games. They looked at the final stats and went, well, put two and two together. I think this defense did do some good things at times last year. I think they did some very good things. You talk about the Tennessee game. It was basically 14 points for the majority of the game, and they got one drive where the defense was just trying to keep them out of the end zone in a certain amount of time. That's all they were trying to do. They weren't really – they were basically playing kind of a prevent-prevent sort of thing. So they really didn't have that much. They gave up. 16 in regulation, I guess 19 in regulation to the Buffalo Bills. And really, once J.J. got into the game against the Bills, they didn't. the Bills didn't really do anything uh, in the second half in particular. And if you look at the Chiefs game, the 28 points that they had in the first half of that, I think all 28 came on short fields early on. But what had happened was the fire got stoked, and then the second half, Pat just got on a roll. And I think some things broke down up front. Uh, with allowing Pat to get out of the pocket. I mean, go watch the third. Well, no, wait. Don't. don't uh, just no. take that. No, no. don't. It's like don't saying, go, go watch The Exorcist. I, it's, a, it's a good family film. No. Yes, I, I, I did that for you. I took the pain of that and watched it again. <laughs> you made the sacrifice. For all of you. I mean, I, I sacrificed uh, a, a good afternoon <laughs> with, oh, my God, what am I watching? But in that third quarter in particular, they were going, yeah, they were going uh, right to left on TV. Uh, are left to right on my side. 
the Chiefs, Mahomes got out of the pocket, Mark, I yeah. don't know how many times. What was I mean, the drive? That was, a, that was a killer. It was not, a killer. To, I mean, that was just a killer. Not to bring up, my mom used to say, it's an old Dutch saying, and apparently in English it, it just sounds way worse, but don't don't dig up dead cows from the bottom of the canal or something like that. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, what? I always remember that one, though. But to exhume the cow here, Johnny, uh, and I don't even know how that's relevant. Why do the cows end up at the bottom of the canal in Holland? I don't know. But as she said in Dutch, it kind of rhymes or whatever. It sounds much better. But uh, that game, I was actually watching that game uh, about a month ago because they replay everything. And, you know, they're like, classic game. I'm like, not so much for me. Uh, but there was a, a stretch in the second half of the Texans score, and they cut it to 10, and you're thinking, okay, let's go, make a stop. One you know, stop. And score again, and then now you're scored down, and voila, right? You have a shot with yep. Deshaun Watson. But after that score, the Chiefs went bang, bang, bang. They scored in, like, yep. a two-minute situation, um, and it wasn't a two-minute situation. They just went hurry up, and that was those kinds of things. I mean, you cannot have that happen, obviously, on opening night, and that's why – the uncertainty of it all, the unscripted nature of it all. I mean, I'm already feeling that tension two weeks from <laughs> tomorrow night of what is going to go down at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, and by the way, you know I've been wondering about league uh, noise and league mandates as far as noise goes. Pro Football yeah. Talk had a story. Because, you know, you're going into Arrowhead Stadium, which they brag is the loudest stadium. Is yeah, it them? Yeah. Is it Seattle? Is it the Saints? Is it NRG? Look, I don't know. But – the league is considering fake crowd noise in the range of 70 to 85 decibels. That's not a ton, okay? Yeah. I mean, you're definitely going to notice that, but it's not like Arrowhead at full throat. Right. So right, right. Uh, are, now you will have some fans there, and it's still uncertain as to what you're allowed to supplement the 15,000 fans with, and I think that's where the danger is because 15,000 still makes a ton of noise, believe me, all like screaming Trust me, and I mentioned this before, we've been in the black hole where there are very few fans there, and they still make a ton of noise. And yep. you know the Chiefs are going to be really into it. So uh, that the and that affects the offense, obviously, more than the defense. It's not going to affect the defense. But apparently this fake crowd noise is going to be going on whether you're on offense or defense. So it could be a, a consideration when you're in your own building trying to operate your offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's go gonna be a different uh, – it's going to be – it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But, look, we couldn't have started in a louder environment last year than in New Orleans. Yeah, you're right. Inside. And, you you know, you think about your offensive line. Laramie just got there. Sunil was not scheduled to start, but he did because Titus was hurt. You got Kenny Stills going in the game. He just got here. So, and you had to try and communicate all night long. And you should have won that football game. Uh, and you scored 28 points in the process, I believe. So, from that perspective, if you can handle that on night one, you're going to be able to handle whatever, decibel level, all that kind of stuff. And you Good know point. that place. You know Arrowhead. It's the last place we played, all that kind of stuff. So it's it'll be more intriguing to me than I feel like, oh, that's an advantage for the, the home team. Like, I, I don't know that I'll feel that way, but I kind of want to see how it plays out and what it, what it does sound like being in that building. So we'll see. But I think this team will be ready and raring to go for that opener, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, Jack made that point. Jack Easterby made that point with us yesterday how uh, this is kind of a blessing in disguise. I mean, and, and you know me. He didn't say this, but I'm saying this. I like to rip off the Band-Aid. You got a really tough one, start it off early, see what happens, you know, take your shot, you know. <laughs> this is a what? big Band-Aid we're ripping off in the first three weeks, my <laughs> yeah. friend, and you know that for yeah, four weeks, is, five weeks. I mean, come on. This is third-degree big... burn repair Band-Aid. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. All right, John McClain, the general, joins us next. What's he thinking about the scrimmage tomorrow night? 
What about the Texans? What about any moves they might make following cutdown day? They were pretty busy last year, probably not so busy this year, but you never know. We'll talk about that and more with the general next here on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. I'm Bill O'Brien, and you're listening to Texans Radio. For all the latest news and videos on our favorite team, check out HoustonTexans.com. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with the 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. Hyundai has always had your back, and now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to life. Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just 24575 Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202-929-0073 for complete details. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. 
For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant. That's power. Your way. PUCT number 10007. Love getting prices that are lower than low on backyard favorites like grill-ready hamburgers and fresh-picked strawberries? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, plus rewards like fuel points, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Texans training camp news Inside the bubble, practice report. Day nine of Texans practice in the books. Kahali Waring, tight end, finally showing up. Two big acrobatic touchdown catches. Eric Murray with an interception off of a tipped ball. Will Fuller on the field for 11 on 11. He took John Reed, the rookie cornerback, to school with a touchdown inside the red zone. DeAndre Carter continuing to separate himself in the battle for the return position and backup slot receiver against the injured Kiki QT, who was out of practice again. Next time the Texans take the field, tomorrow night inside NRG Stadium for the big scrimmage. We are inside the bubble at Texans training camp. Ready. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. 610. 610. 610. This is Deshaun Watson. The bomb from Deshaun Watson. And you're listening to Texas Radio. My goodness. Mark Vandermeer, John Harris with you. Texas Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity. And John McClain from the Houston Chronicle joins us now. John, Sean Pendergast just had that little practice update that he does for the Sports Radio 610 listening audience. And I wanted to get your thoughts on Kahale wearing yesterday as We've talked about this tight end group plenty, and it looks very deep right now. And it's hard for me to think of a situation where the top four don't all make the 53. But what are your thoughts right now? Waring had missed a couple of practices. He he got off to a slow start. And this week, specifically the last two days, he's been outstanding. You guys have seen it, him making leaping catches with players all over him whether it's on the sideline, whether it's in the end zone. That's what we saw from him last year, especially when they were going against Green Bay in joint practices before their preseason game. He looked really good. Then he got the concussion. They put him on IR, could have brought him back, chose to make it a learning experience for a guy who didn't play football growing up as much as a lot of players because he played so many different sports. But when it comes to pure athleticism, and the things he can do, running routes, hands, using his body to shield, and the guy looks tremendous. Now, if you keep for, I'm not going to dispute you on tight ends like I did last year when you assured me Darren Fells would make it, and I didn't think he would. It's going to be tough to keep four tight ends on the roster, and Waring is on, uh, he's on special teams, so the backups got to contribute there i don't know if maybe they'll trade one usually injuries play into it i don't think they could cut wearing and put him on the 
practice squad. I think somebody would claim him that had him rated highly going into last year's draft like the Texans did. So maybe they will keep four. It is the it has been the biggest surprise of any position in camp, and it starts with Jordan Thomas and Waring because we didn't know what Waring was going to do coming off a season of inactivity. John, going into training camp, I'm sure we had thoughts in our mind of what we were going to see. And then after nine practices, yesterday being the last one that we were going to see unfolded in the scrimmage on Thursday, uh, we've seen we've seen it all. So what surprised you in a positive way? What surprised you in maybe a negative way that needs work? Well, a positive way would be the tight ends we just mentioned, the offensive line. When I talk to Bill O'Brien every day after practice, he almost always brings up the starting offensive line. And, in fact, I'm working on my takeaways for Texas Sports Nation, and I'm doing another thing on the offensive line. And and in recent seasons, people would ask the most questions about the offensive line. And now I haven't gotten a question about the offensive line. And that's good because they've got stability there. The only thing we've seen different is when they've tried Max Sharping at center because they want him to get snaps there. And then they put Sunil Calamete at left guard. But as Bill O'Brien said yesterday, or the day before yesterday, Sharping is the left guard, but he can play all the positions. And they want to use this time to get him some snaps behind Nick Martin. And so in case they need to do that. So the line, it's not a surprise considering the five are coming back. But I think that I expect, and I'm guessing you guys do too, the line to jump up in the top half of the NFL. You know, they've gone in from being the worst to last year being in the 20s, low 20s. I think now we'll see them in the top 16 and maybe better depending on the injury situation. And the position, the thing, we can't see a pass rush. You know, they're not, they can't yeah. get after the quarterback like they will. So to me, you know, in fact, I'm writing this right now. In passing situations, J.J. Watt, Charles Amenahu, Ross Blacklock, and Jacob Martin with Whitney Merciless lining up outside either side or in the middle to rush up the middle to drop into coverage. That's five guys that that have J.J. and Whitney are established. Blacklock is a rookie. He's off. You know, he's he's behind because all rookies are behind. And then and so what they need are Martin and Amenahu in their second seasons with the Texans to take a big jump to make that a strong pass rush, which, of course, would help the secondary. John, wide receivers, I don't know if you filled out your 53 bracket yet. It's not really a bracket, but you're 53 yet. But what are you thinking right now as far as who's going to be there, the top four and DeAndre Carter and anybody else, or do they hold it to five, keep the four tight ends and go from there? What are your thoughts on how that might shake down as you look at the final wide receiver spots? Well, DeAndre Carter's obviously there because he's there every day. You know, mm-hmm. Kiki QT gets hurt all the time. Carter's the return guy. And he's small, but he's tough, and he's been very fortunate not to get hurt, where QT has been the opposite. And so uh, the, it's it's a matter of who can you put on a practice squad this year. And you say, well, other teams might be after this guy, that guy, if they cut him to go on the practice squad. But everybody's got a huge practice squad, and they want their their guys on it 
just like the Texans will want mostly their guys on it. So it depends on who you could put. I don't think, as I said earlier, you could put Waring on the practice squad. Could you put QT? Who would be the team to sign him? Indianapolis, he had 200-yard games against them as a rookie. So uh, QT's got to get healthy. This year the hour rules have changed. You know, you could be out a certain time, but then you can be brought back. So I, I'm thinking they're going to keep six. Isaiah Coulter, you know, he's hurt right now. He's ticketed for the practice squad because he's so far behind. Level of competition in college at Rhode Island. Did not having the benefit of the offseason program. But standing around, he looks good. You know, when he's been in <laughs> drills, he's looked good because he's got great size. And he's fast. He looks like a sprinter. I was watching him the last two days. In shorts, he just looks like a sprinter. So uh, there's going to be huge practice squads, and I'm really interested in what Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby are going to do loading loading up the practice squad with rookies and veterans. Yeah, Isaiah Coulter can play, people, just so you know. He, he can absolutely play. There's no doubt. And he's got he's got a different level of speed for a guy that size, and we've seen it a few times in practice, Uh John's onto something. John, the running back position. We know Duke. We know David. After that, it feels, uh, I don't want to say murky, but it feels like some days Cron Higdon's the number three back. We feels like Buddy Howell's the number three back. How do you look at the running back position after those first two Johnsons? Well, O'Brien said two days ago, Howell's got the inside track because he's a great special teams player. Last year, Taiwan Jones was a great special teams player, and he also was a good receiver. You know, his contribution throughout history is going to be that short pass he turned into a 34-yard gain after Deshaun Watson got sandwiched by the two pass rushers to set up the winning field goal in overtime to beat Buffalo. But Jones left now because they don't need a receiver as the third back because the first two Johnsons are great receivers. So that third back is going to be Buddy Howell. The key is how many backs do they keep. Higdon's got to be a Really good special teams player. That fourth guy, Scotty Phillips, uh, undrafted free agent, figures in too. But they got to play special teams, and Hal is by far the best special team in that group. John McClain joining us from the Houston Chronicle. John, I asked John Harris this question yesterday about the AFC North and where you expect Pittsburgh to end up, and. What about the NFC North and the Vikings and who's better, the Vikings, Pittsburgh, or whoever you have picked to finish second in the AFC South? Can you shed some light on that for us? I believe that Pittsburgh will be back in the playoffs and will seriously contend with Baltimore for the division title. How Mike Tomlin got that team to be 8-8 eight and eight with the guys he had at quarterback, and he had injuries at running back, and they that was – that may have been Mike Tomlin's best coaching job. And now Big Ben's back. He's well-rested. He wants to show people at 38 he can still play. So if they can finish 8-8 eight and eight without him, they ought to be better than that with him. So I think it's a two-team race. I've talked to several people that I trust around the Browns, and they're not fired up about the Browns. Maybe it's just because they are the Browns. But that team's got a lot of talent, a third new coach for third year in a row, new system and they seem to be struggling because they're having to put in so much new stuff. And it might be, you know, they've got so much talent. You need a lot of lunch pail guys. They seem to have too many talent, too much talent and egos, not enough lunch pail guys. 
And then Cincinnati, of course, nobody's counting on them. And in NFC North, the Packers are 13-3. and three. They didn't do anything to help wide receiver. Why is that? Because they think Aaron Rodgers is such a good quarterback, he's going to do like Tom Brady did for decades, two decades. He's going to make the receivers. The receivers are not going to make him. So they're still going to be good. The Vikings should be really hungry after last season. And so uh, those are the two best teams. I saw somebody saying Detroit was going to be the surprise team, and I said, don't say that out loud, but I already saw it on social media. And uh, so both those divisions to me are clearly two-team races. John, thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch up tomorrow and at the scrimmage tomorrow night. We appreciate it. Thank you guys very much, and stay safe. The General, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. Now, coming up, we're going to break down special teams today, Johnny, because that's the one thing we haven't done yet. And I'm writing something. There's a scrimmage tomorrow. You don't hear that much in the NFL. You really don't. And why is that? And what's the history with the Houston Texans? I'm going to get into that a little bit, too, as Texans Training Camp Live continues, presented by Xfinity. If you love podcasts and you love the Texans, you'll love our Texans podcasts. Now available on iTunes and HoustonTexans.com. I'm Cynthia Nunez-Colbert, President and CEO of Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston. This is our story. Prior to February, Catholic Charities was doing our normal business. I can tell you, every day I know, we make a difference. But then came March. We were wondering how we'd make it. We had to look carefully at our budget, at our resources, and thankfully applied for a PPP loan. I'll tell you, it's made all the difference. Thank you, Amogee Bank. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. We believe your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans. Transocean loves Houston and Houston loves football. From Friday night lights to Texans game day, everybody rallies around football. But behind the scenes of every game is another great Houston institution, oil. It takes a company like Transocean to unlock this valuable resource from the deepest depths and farthest reaches around the globe. As the leading offshore driller, they've tackled every challenge head on and have the stats to back it up. Transocean is service focused, data driven, and performance oriented. Check them out at deepwater.com. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Texans training camp news now. Inside the bubble practice report. Day nine of Texans practice in the books. Kahali Waring, tight end, finally showing up. Two big acrobatic touchdown catches. Eric Murray with an interception off of a tipped ball. Will Fuller on the field for 11 on 11. He took John Reed, the rookie cornerback, to school with a touchdown inside the red zone. 
DeAndre Carter continuing to separate himself in the battle for the return position in backup slot receiver against the injured Kiki QT, who was out of practice again. Next time the Texans take the field, tomorrow night inside NRG Stadium for the big scrimmage. We are inside the bubble at Texans training camp. Ready. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. More Texans Radio is on the way. Modern Modernization Today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data Q2 2020. What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your dentist to actually believe you? And you're flossing every day. Absolutely. Great. Um, And you're cutting down on your sweets? Of course. (laughs) Wonderful. Then I don't even need to look in there. Great. See you in six months. There's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit GEICO.com for details. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. This is J.J. Watt, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Oh, yeah. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity and Johnny, I was spewing out all these defensive rankings from last year and areas where they want to improve and all of that after we heard from Lonnie Johnson. And thanks to the general, John McClain, for being on. Uh, There's one area, there's one phase of the game where the Texans are nearly unparalleled. Unparalleled. And that would be special teams. I know it doesn't sound sexy. And you've heard me kind of poke <laughs> fun ahead. at myself watching special teams practice especially punt walkthrough i mean really but obviously it's hugely important you will not hear me make fun of drive start offensive and defenses 
defensive. And the Texans last year, punt return average on defense, meaning special teams stopping the punt returner from gaining anything. Number one in the National Football League, the Houston Texans. Opponents got 3.4 yards per punt return against the Texans, while the Texans had DeAndre Carter gain 9.7. I mean, that was that was a big number. That was near the top of the league. So, kickoff return average. Texans second in the NFL in opponent drive start, meaning opponents aren't getting anything against the Houston Texans. They're second in the league in that category. They do the job, Johnny, in this very important phase of the game. Fairbairn, good. Not perfect, but good. He's never missed a big one for the Houston Texans. And Brian Anger skyrocketing the football. Look, I'm doing your breakdown for you. You go ahead, my friend. Yeah, why do you want me to do it? What is, I know. You're, you're, just, you're, you're doing it yourself. I, think I know. The, I think the thing about the special teams, the first thing I look at kind of, I don't know, comparing years – is and this happens in offense, defense as well. Okay, who's coming back? Who do we lose? So the main, your three main specialists, Anger, Weeks, and Kaimi Fairbairn, all coming back. Okay, that's good. Now, obviously, at the top, you lost Brad Seeley, which uh, is, a, is a loss. Brad's one of the great coaches in this league, one of the great special teams coaches in this league. I love Brad, and it was, it was interesting. I wrote a little article. I don't know if I told you this. I wrote an article about just what he meant to the team, and I kind of, yeah. Relive one of the stories. I got an email back from him a couple days later just saying, hey, John, it was great working with you. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, oh I really gosh. didn't deserve it, but thank you. Yeah, it was really, really cool. You didn't tell and me this. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very cool. Um, and Tracy's taken over, and I think Tracy's going to keep that train moving. I think Tracy's a really good football coach, um, and he's going to really keep that special teams train moving. So then you go to the personnel. Who do we lose? Okay, Taiwan Jones went back to Buffalo, and then you lost uh, Kiki Mingo. Those guys were pretty influential on the special yeah. teams. But what did you add? You added Michael Thomas. That was a big, big piece mm-hmm. to add because Michael Thomas you can put in areas where you had Justin Reed. So whereas Justin Reed last year was your personal protector on punt, maybe now you can use Michael Thomas, a guy that understands the special teams, and you can hear him uh, calling out signals and things like that as a personal protector on punt. So you bring in Michael Thomas. Um, you obviously have a guy like John Reed that you're going to play on special teams. No no doubt about it. So you bring in John Reed. And then you think about what you have coming back as well. A.J. Moore, one of the better special teams players in this league. You got him coming back. Hopefully at some point you're going to get a healthy Dylan Cole back yeah. on special teams. Crucial. Um, yeah, so, so crucial. Brennan Scarlett is a tremendous special teamer. When he is not yep. seeing time on the field defensively, he goes on, that def- on the special team side and – whips it into a frenzy he does a tremendous job Terrell Adams is excellent on special teams uh, I know he's going to be on the, the the cut down line potentially but when he's there on special teams he is very very good uh, on special teams so you've got a number and, and Gilly when Gilly's healthy Buddy Howell and that could be the separator between Brian Higdon and Buddy Howell is Buddy's been excellent on special teams so you're bringing back a good majority of of those players, and you're replacing Taiwan Jones and Kiki Mingo with Michael Thomas. Jalen Watkins is down here. You know, Eric Murray, depending on how much you're, you're using Eric Murray, he could play on special teams if you need him to. You know Zach Cunningham will always jump in on special teams. He said that in his uh, media session the other day. He's like, yeah, I like to play special teams. I understand its impact. And he's gone down and made play on special teams. So, 
yes, you lose Brad City. That's a big loss. But Tracy Smith steps in. I think you're going to be fine there. Losing Jones and Mingo will hurt a little bit, but you're going to get some impact from the guys that you brought in and Michael Thomas and Jalen Watkins. Uh, and then you drafted a guy like John Reed, who I think could be absolutely phenomenal uh, on special teams. And you've already got some studs on special teams that have done it for two years. A.J. Moore uh, being first and foremost. And how can I forget Keon Crossan, who I think loves just playing football more than anybody I've ever seen. And he'll run down and do anything you ask him to do on special teams. So I think your units, your core four special teamers, for the most part are back together. And they've got speed. They've been productive. And I think they'll be able to do it again. And, of course, they'll get a big test right out of the shoot against Miko Hardman running back kickoff returns in that first game. Well, I just think that you have to not only play well in the regular season, but we know about the postseason, right? We know what yep. happened in the Chiefs game. And I think the special team's error they had on the kick return coverage opened up the floodgates. I'm not saying they wouldn't have opened anyway, but, you know, right. that's I can trace it to that moment where they had a big return and it got the crowd juiced up and they got going after that. But I, I can't take anything away from these units, this phase of the game. You brought up Sealy. I think people have to know Tracy Smith. Well, who is this guy? He worked with Sealy, not just here, but he's worked with him for 10 years. So yep. Tracy Smith and Brad Sealy can finish each other's sentences. And they were joined at the hip, weren't they? I mean, we'd get on the yep. bus. They, for some reason, they wanted to be on our bus. I don't know. Yeah, they were they always on spread our out. bus. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like, did they want to spread out? Just like, I don't know what it was. But uh, they, they, their communication was so tight between them. And I, you know, look, you have to see it. And you can't say it's going to happen. And, you, you know, you can predict. But you can't say it's definitely going to happen until you see it. But I feel pretty confident with Tracy Smith being the special teams coordinator here. I mean, th yep. this is going to be fun to watch. And you're saying fun to watch special teams? Yes, because when you pin people deep, you heard Lonnie in the interview. If yep. I could pin somebody deep with a big tackle and go out there and play D, that's huge. I mean, it is. Yep. It's, it fires everybody up. And the fact that these guys understand their impact on this game, on every game, that's huge to me because I think a lot of young guys are like, uh, I just play special teams. That's all I do. But when A.J. Moore got here, he was kind of the first one where I went, this dude just loves being on his special teams. And you could see it in the huddle. And that was really having an impact. So I think you have guys that understand what their roles are and what they can be. And then you got younger guys. When you get a guy like Lonnie Johnson comes, comes to the second-round pick, he's thinking, I know other second-round picks that Texas have had said, nah, I don't play special teams. You know, they didn't last very long in this league. But Ronnie Johnson's like, yeah, where can I make an impact? Special teams? Okay, I'm in. Let's go. That that's the kind of Those are the kind of guys you've got to have on those particular units because it's not it's not fun work. Hey, when this ball's kicked, go run 45 yards. Go run 45 to 50 yards down the field and go tackle the really fast guy with the ball as the guy's trying to block you. Go. Go do it. I mean, the car crash collisions you have. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to be slightly crazy to do it, and and that's okay. But if you got smart, slightly crazy guys that do it, you end up top five in the league, and that's what the Texans have had the last couple of years. Well, and John, here's the other thing. When I joke about watching special teams practice and the lack of excitement. It's because you can, and Bill O'Brien said it yesterday, you can never really go live in special teams. You, you can yep. go live offense, defense, but you can never really go live in special teams. The only exciting things are, Anger trying to pin it deep because you can simulate that pretty well, right? Yes. Simulate a, a pin deep situation. 
And Fairbair trying to kick, you know, unbelievable field goals. Let's give him a 60-yarder, see if he can hit this one, you know. Or, you know, whatever. I kind of enjoy watching Fairbair when he gets, like, five in a row to see if he can make them five opportunities in a row. So that's kind of cool. All right, that's going to do it for the special teams breakdown. As we've done all our position breakdowns, what are we going to do tomorrow for position breakdown, Johnny? I think we're going to do team breakdown. And in the next hour, among other things, I want to get to a couple of items I've seen nationally where the Texans are projected to stack up in this league. And do you agree with some of the so-called experts, the pundits, or not? And Eric Murray, we've talked about him an awful lot. Drew Doherty gets to know him. Landry's camp questions coming up. It's all happening on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. More from Training Camp is on the way on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on auto data compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, then creamy pepper sauce, and just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger. It's Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale. Hurry in and save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more. And save up to 50% on select mattresses from our top-rated brands, like Sealy and more. Shop in-store, online, or by phone today. Don't wait. Only at Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. Some products only available on the property. For details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's, and are you hungry? I know I am. I always am. That's why we're always coming up with new products just for you, new pizzas. They're delicious. And now we're going to try our new Papadilla. If you haven't had a Papadilla yet, you got to try one. They come in all kinds of different flavors, but now we have the new grilled buffalo chicken Papadilla. It's spicy. It comes with grilled chicken, onions, and buffalo sauce. It sounds great. It is great. Give it a try today. Only six bucks. The new grilled buffalo chicken Papadilla at Papa John's. 
This is Texans Radio. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff. Caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. What do 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have in common? They're all members of Houston's most exclusive professional network, Texans Lux. Whether your company has 10,000 worldwide employees or 50 based in Houston, businesses large and small appreciate the opportunities Lux provides them to network with other professionals. And best of all, Lux membership includes a suite for each Houston Texans home game. Find out how you can use a Lux membership to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. Hey Texans fans, are you ready for football? First Community Credit Union is drafting you to be a part of the exclusive Texans checking account team with a Texans debit card. Choose your play to score the card you want to carry. Stay focused because more designs will hit the field soon. You'll be the envy of everyone flashing your Texans debit card. Get yours today at FCCU.org slash Texans and join the team at First Community Credit Union, the official credit union of the Houston Texans. Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! At Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices. Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable. Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor in person or online at floorandecor.com. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this, and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. KILT, KILT, FM, HD2, Houston, Radio.com, Sports Station, and your home of the Houston Texans. Rock and roll! Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Radio 610. Radio 610. Texans training camp is underway. Get all the breaking news, updates, interviews, and more right now at HoustonTexans.com. Now back to Texans training camp live. Presented by Xfinity and by Geico and Papa John's Houston. I got to say, it's been a tremendous camp for us, and you heard what the man said. We've got all this coverage on the Texans app at HoustonTexans.com and the shows that Drew Doherty, D.P. Sidhu, and Johnny Harris have been doing. I mean, Johnny is on the air with us from 8 to 10 and then steps into the digital world 
with a microphone field side and talks with Drew and Deepy about what he's seeing in practice. And all those shows are still up. So you go to our Facebook page, Twitter, Snapface, whatever you want to log into, and you can find all those shows there. And then we do the post-practice show, Texans Training Camp Today, and it is really awesome to see what happened in practice and the video we're getting. I mean, we have the best looks we've ever had of practice, so I encourage you to go take a look, and you can get a, a good feel for what some of these new players are like and how some of the older guys are doing, older guys, the established guys are doing. And there's a scrimmage tomorrow. We'll be covering that. We're not going to do it live but we're going to be covering that, so you're going to see plenty of footage from that, Johnny, as scrimmages and this team, you don't hear NFL scrimmage talk much because you're not going to get intra-squad because you'll get joint practices or preseason games, and you might do live. You're going to go ones against ones. You're going to go live, but they don't call it a scrimmage. There might be a scrimmage-like format, but they don't call it a scrimmage, right? I mean, we don't see that a lot in the NFL intra-squad style. Yeah, and really because of those things you talked about, there's no need to take additional risk f- from that perspective. If you you know look at it that way, I mean, joint practices take up a, you know joint practices are kind of like a scrimmage. I know, and sometimes it's semantics like what you consider a scrimmage and what you call it and all that kind of stuff. But you know, joint practices you get a lot. Of, the Texans have every year tried to get two teams that they quote unquote scrimmage against. Um, and those two teams are teams that they try that they play or scheduled to play in the preseason. So you usually get two. We are two, two to two today, three day sessions with another team. You get four preseason games, and I don't know, maybe if you want to say three for everybody, and then fourth for guys just fighting for the last few spots on the roster in that fourth one. But that kind of takes care of everything. I think what this will be uh, tomorrow is a kind of dress rehearsal because if you think about it when do you go out on a field for a 7:30 game when do you go out on a field for a noon game if you're a specialist if you're a lineman if you are a quarterback if you are a receiver that doesn't play special teams if you're a receiver that is a returner when do you go all that kind of stuff they've got to do it i mean they've got to yeah. go through that yeah. and and how how long does that does that go and so players can actually do it so that september 10th they're like okay we we kind of know what's going on. Um, whereas in preseason games, you can kind of maybe run through that the quickly the day before preseason game, and then like, all right, you'll, you'll figure it out during the preseason game. You'll be ready to go. And then you just practice it for those four times, and then you're ready to go. But just simple things like where, where do I go for individual period pregame? How do we do pregame? What, what do we do? Do we do seven on seven? Do we do group? Do we do, how do we do that? They have to do all of that and work on that so that when they get to Kansas City, they, they just know it like the back of their hand. Now, there are a lot of vets that do it the same way. But I know that every year I tweaked something in pregame every single year. One year we went out really early and went back to the locker room so guys could, could kind of relax a little bit. I did that. And then my final year I was like, we're going out later. We're not spending a bunch of time in pregame. And my coaches kind of got my head about that. I was like, we're just going to go much later for pregame, do a shorter pregame, go back to the locker room for a quick second and come out and play. And Which is that better. was more successful. So yep. you might do the same thing mm-hmm. for the most part you did the year before, but you might change the times a little bit. You may tweak it with a little something that you're going to do this year. So you got to go through all that. And I think that's what they will do Thursday. And if I remember correctly, they're going to put the full jerseys on and do like what the Steelers have done and a few other teams. The Rams did it the other day, and then they just scrimmaged in those uh, in those unis in the new SoFi Stadium, which, by the way, I haven't seen Hard Knocks from last amazing. night yet. 
But I've been watching some of the videos that have come out of the Rams and the Chargers and the, and the Raiders. But to the Rams and the Chargers in particular, SoFi Stadium is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. I, look, I, I'm aching to go there, but oh, I'll I wait till wait. the pandemic is over. But I'm aching to go there. I mean, I wish we were going there this year. But, you know, you want to see it full. You want to see. And by the way, those two teams don't do well. Uh, it's not going to be full. I'm, oh, I'm you're, saying. Yeah, you're dead on. Not Absolutely. the first couple. First couple of years, it's a novelty. It'll be great. But I always yeah. thought L.A. as a market, L.A. is what it is. All right, it's it's L.A. You got a lot going on in L.A. Yep. And if you're not winning, they're not coming to the game. All That's right. Exactly now right. it's not going to be empty, but you're not going to pack it every week unless you're winning after three, four, five years. I liken that to everyone always asks me if the NHL would work in Houston, and I think that the NHL would work fine in Houston. If you have a really good team, but it would work a lot of places with a really good team. You have a sub 500 NHL team. I don't think it's working so well in Houston. And that's that's the nature of professional sports. You want somebody to make an investment and bring a team here. Yeah. And I know you want them to win. Right. But they have to be viable at the very least if they're not that great. They're you know, hovering around 500 and just barely get into the playoffs and do whatever they do. I'd love to see it, man. I mean, I love hockey. Actually, I don't love it. I really like it when it's live. I can't. It's one of those sports that I don't love it, and I kind of wish I did. The things about <laughs> yeah. it, I, I love the announcers. The announcers yes. in the NHL, to me, are second to none. These guys are unbelievable. But, yeah. uh, you know, I digress, Johnny. Let's hear well, from Eric I, Murray. Well, Yeah, let's hear from Eric Murray. I, I was going to say, we'll, we'll talk about this, but, but – that's why I was always curious what Vegas, how Vegas would embrace yeah. an NFL team. And I thought, okay, the NHL is a good test case for how this area is going to uh, kind of accept the team because, like you said, same kind of thing. I mean, I mean it's, a, it, it's a place people go with so many different options for entertainment that yeah. I kind of wondered what the fan support would be like. Well, then their hockey team went to the Stanley Cup the first year. And it was, they were all about that hockey team. Of course. It's a good way to kind of kick things off. But now we'll see what they do with the Raiders. And the Raiders have such a, such a following. And those PSLs just went like hotcakes. I mean, they just went – they just were out. They were I, – I don't even know the time frame. But they were completely and totally sold out within a short amount of time. So they kind of solved that question and answered mm-hmm. that question of how that following was going to be. But, man. That, those stadiums look absolutely fantastic. And I'm like you, I, when this pandemic is over, that's going to be two places I know our fans will want to take a road trip for sure to See, LA and I Vegas. Think, I always thought Vegas would be pretty good. because I just thought the league wouldn't go there because of the gambling. And obviously things have changed and evolved over time. But the, the casino perks, the, the casinos all buying suites. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you have that. You have people, the ease of getting to Vegas, right? If you're a Raider fan, no matter where you live, they're in L.A. and Oakland uh, and all over the place. It's a national team, so you can get in. You're an opponent. Well, where are you going? Let's go to Vegas and watch our team play. So the opponents will buy up all the tickets on the secondary market. Uh, if, if the Texans go to Vegas, it's going to be Battle Red City. You know oh, yeah. it. So Absolutely. this is non-pandemic, of course. So uh, I, I think uh, that can work out pretty well for a long period of time, even if they're not a winning team. I believe that to be the case for Vegas. For L.A., it's a little bit different. Now, let's transition clunkily. Is that a, an adverb? Into uh, Eric Murray. Now, Eric Murray brought in to play safety 
Eric Murray can play special teams. Eric Murray can do a lot of things for your football team. And like all the players that we've had a chance to catch up with, there's just something about him. He's the kind of guy you want representing your team and your city. And Drew Doherty had a chance to sit down with the new Texan safety. You're going to be hearing a whole lot from him. Safety Eric Murray joins us now. And Eric, it's good to talk with you. First time you and I have had a chance to chit-chat. How has the adjustment been here in Houston? How nice has it been to actually get out and practice some football with your new teammates? Um, it's definitely been nice to just be out there amongst the camaraderie. Um, I'm coming into a good culture already. So uh, just transitioning, um, that's that's just perfect for me due to, the you know, all the stuff that's going on in the world and, and everything and all these new protocols and stuff. So um, it's definitely been a good culture establishment that's helping me transition. It's been fun seeing you out there at practice. You play all over the place. I mean, you're with the ones on defense. You're on special teams doing that. Describe for those who may not may not have seen you play, though, who you are as a safety, who you are as a football player. Uh, as a football player, I'm a real aggressive guy. I kind of see stuff, um, and I just I just go get it. Um, I've always been a relentless player, and I bring versatility and things like that um, to the defense. And wherever I'm needed, you know, that's what I'm trying to provide and just play to the best of my abilities. Yeah, the way Anthony Weaver is coaching this defense as a coordinator – you play perfectly into what he's trying to accomplish and the type of guys he wants. That versatility is what you mentioned, that flexibility to do different mm-hmm. things. What's it been like uh, playing for him? You've, you've played in a few different places, had a few defense, uh, different DCs. What is Weaver like as a defensive coordinator? Um, he's a good coordinator. I really like that uh, he brings the same attitude every day. Um, just creating that consistency among us and um, the coaches is definitely infectious. And no matter – through the ups and downs, uh, the person is going to remain the same. So I really respect that about him. And plus, I, I like the way he calls the game and how he tries to mix up mix up things and do stuff like that. So um, I'm really enjoying him as a coordinator and his personality as well. You know, you played last year in Cleveland, but before that, you were a Kansas City Chief. It's where you began your career. That's where the Texans begin 2020 on Thursday Night Football, September 10th. How excited are you for that? You get to go back to a place that you kind of know pretty well, don't you? Yeah, I'm definitely excited uh, to go back. Um, I'm a little bummed that the atmosphere won't be the same due to, you know, we won't have the same fans. But uh, definitely excited to go back and play against my former team and, and just and bring, and play a hell of a game, really. Yeah, what's it like playing with Justin Reed? What are your impressions of him early on? It's his third year in the NFL now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a really smart guy, uh, really smart. And to be his third year in the league, uh, he brings a, a great leadership role. I think, and that's huge, and young players and things like that. He practices the right way, and he studies the right way, and he's definitely a great example to follow for everybody in the room. And when it comes to special teams, that's an important thing down here in Houston, and especially over the last couple years. What have you noticed about the special teams units since you got here? Uh, you got to have guys who take pride in it, and I, I think we definitely have a core group of people who take pride in special teams, and the more, the more uh, conviction you play with, um, the better the team will be, and it'll, it'll create a, a better camaraderie amongst the third phase of the game. You played your college ball at Minnesota. You were part of two bowl games right here in this building, the Texas Bowl, in consecutive years. What do you remember about your times here when you were in college? Uh, I remember that I, we never won here, so that was, that was a little depressing. Every time I came back here, um, I would know that, I didn't win. I think the last time I played here um, was my first year, 
I believe. Yeah, it was like your and first was, two years, yeah. Yeah, that was the first first win I had got there, but it was fun. I remember we played Texas Tech and it was it was super packed and the atmosphere was crazy. So I definitely know the fans here, they love football, uh definitely for a Texas team. So um that was exciting and it just was a good time just being down here with my teammates from college and enjoying enjoying life really. That's Eric Murray joining Drew Doherty and a lot more of that interview is up on HoustonTexans.com, and Drew wrote about it as well because uh, it was a longer conversation, and they get into all sorts of stuff that Eric enjoys off the field as well. And you talked about him a ton in the opening segment, Johnny, when we were talking secondary, and this is an X-Factor kind of player. I mean, he plays well. What a pickup that was. Some people thought, well, is this enough at safety with Eric Murray, Michael Thomas, Jalen Watkins, whatever you brought in? Does Lonnie move over? How are you going to handle it? Uh, so far, so good. But you mentioned it. It's practice. Practice. And uh, we got to see what happens in these games coming up. I'm so eager to see. Now, Clint Sterner uh, highlighted, highlighted what you said is possible, that you open up against the Chiefs with a seven defensive back alignment on that side of the football when you're facing Pat Mahomes and company. Are you going to – are you calling your shot here? Is that your prediction? No. Opening D. Oh, okay. Well, no, I, I, I prefaced it by saying I know what I would I would try. I know what I would try and do. Mm-hmm. And that is I'm going to dare Eric uh, Eric Reed. Uh, I'm going to dare Andy Reed and Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes to run the ball. You going to run the ball? Come on, run it. I'm going to play seven DBs. Now, I don't think the Texans have ever played seven DBs that, that I can remember. Now, they played six, and I could see them playing that a lot against Kansas City, and why not? But, you know, if I'm defensive coordinator, I'm thinking, all right, I've added a lot of – I've added over the last two years, or the last well, probably 18 months, I've added a number of pieces to that secondary. I've got Gary Conley. I've got Bradley Roby. I've got Lonnie Johnson. Now I've got Murray, I got Reed. Um, I've got some dudes that I've got Bradley Roby too. I mean, I've got some guys that meant throw John Reed in that mix. Vernon Hargraves. I've got a much deeper secondary than than I've had in a long time. So I look at it from that perspective. I look at guys that have been in the NFL already. And then I think about how Kansas City plays and what Kansas City does. And Kansas City gets rolling throwing the football. Now They'll have their moments when they run the ball, but you know that this is, goes back to our conversation earlier about Lonnie Johnson. Because Lonnie is 6'2", 215, and Lonnie isn't scared of contact in the slightest, you can use him like a pretty serious chess piece. So if you're gonna if you're gonna beat the Chiefs, you sort of have to fight fire with fire. If they're gonna roll a bunch of speed out there, well, then you gotta roll a bunch of speed out there. And that's the way that you're, you're going to have to account for them. So that was kind of my point. And, and I have no – listen, I play defensive back. You could throw 11 DBs out there, but I don't want to be crazy. So let's put seven. Get your, get your best three-man front that you have. Get your best athletes on the field as much as humanly possible. And then match up with good athletes. Because the one thing that I always worry about with the Chiefs is they'll show you certain personnel – and then they'll motion a running back out, and you're like, all right, well, I got a linebacker on that guy. But what if that running back motions out and you have Lonnie covering him? You feel a little better? I do. Mm. Not to say that Zach Cunningham does, you know, can't cover running backs, but I, I would much rather Zach maybe spy or rush or drop to help some crossers underneath 
that kind of thing. I got no problem playing seven DBs. And, that, and I, like I said, never seen the Texans do it. But to beat the Chiefs, I think you have to be a little different. You're going to be a little different. You really do. You can't just sit there and play, well, we'll play our sub-package nickel and then, you know, see, you know, we can, you know, we can still stop the wrong nickel. Well, I think you'll still be able to stop their run with whatever 70 Bs is. Is that dollar or, or half dollar or whatever? I don't know. I think you'll still be able to stop the run because you're going to be hitting it with a bunch of fast defensive backs getting up there and filling the run gaps than you would maybe other linebackers or whatever the case might be. So, I don't know. I threw that out there as a possibility because it's something I've thought about a lot, and I often think, what would I do? How would I go about doing this? Now, I know that I don't have near as much knowledge as the guys that sit up there and get paid to do this, but I also have two eyes that have been following this game for a long time, and I know that, that to beat the Chiefs, that I think is one way to do it. And also, you play the Ravens the next week, and how do the Chargers go about beating the Ravens that week what did they do in that game against the Ravens in the in the wild card round they played how many DBs seven they put Ingram on one side they put Bosa on the other and they took two safeties Jalila Dye and Michael Phillips and put but them they, at inside linebacker but and, they could get after the quarterback but they could get after the quarterback and they could get after the quarterback with their edge yeah. guys and yeah. they also used the Dye and Phillips that when Lamar did go back to pass they used them on some blitz on occasion and there's no question Lamar is a better passer now than he was then at the end of his right. rookie year. But you get my uh, but, point. It's not. It's yeah. not. I mean, would who would you? What would you rather have? Mahomes throw it 35 times, or Clyde Edwards-Helaire yeah. run it 30 times? Well, if he's running it 30 times, they're successful running it. You know, maybe. Uh, but I, I know what you're saying. Now, let me throw this at you. The Chiefs are a little banged up, right? Not only did they have the opt-outs with the doctor, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif and Damian Williams deciding to yep. opt out, but Bashad Breland out a couple of games, Mike Pennell, or uh, four games, right? Mike Pennell yeah. out a couple of I games. Two games, yeah. That's nice. I mean, Jeez. he's a DT. This is nice. And I mean, I'm sorry that they're hurt, okay? But this is sports. I'm just going well, down no, they're this not road. Hurt. Oh, no, they're not hurt. hurt. I'm sorry that they're out. Okay. Well, it's nice for the Texans. That's right. But uh, other guys are hurt. Uh, Tyreek Hill has a hamstring situation. Um, Alex Okafor hurt. Juan Thornhill banged up trying to work his way back in. They've got some interesting little issues. And that Hill hamstring, although I'm not going to put too much uh, into that because he was coming back from injury against the Houston Texans and caught two touchdowns in the game the Texans actually won in October at Arrowhead Stadium. So, look, I'm not – I'm refusing to celebrate injuries. I know I kind of just did there, but I'm looking at them taking some dents here, and any help you can get in that department would be welcome. Yeah, there's no question. I – you know, I texted you last night about the Mike Pennell one. Mm-hmm. I know it's a name. You're like, who? Mike Pennell? We don't know Mike Pennell. I have no idea. I remember Mike Pennell because when he's played against the Texans, he's done an excellent job. And last year, I want to say he he didn't play in week six. Like, I don't think we faced him in week six. But when they didn't have Chris Jones in the playoff game, he got a lot more playing time because I want to say he got to them – later in the year than I remember. Now, I could be I could be wrong in that, but in that playoff game, I remember we struggled, and there were a few times where he was a big factor on some short runs. Um, I'm just looking at the roster now. Yeah, I don't think he was there. And so hmm. he wasn't there, but in the playoff game, 
he made a couple of really big plays. In the Super Bowl, he made a play hitting Jimmy Garoppolo's arm that I think ended up being a, either an incomplete pass at a key time or an interception. He's tough. So he's one of their best interior players. So he's out for two games. Rashad Breeland's the starting corner for them. He's out for four games. So you're not facing either one of those. You took uh, the good doctors out. And Damian Williams, their best running back, is out. So, again, I go, I go back to that thought of, yeah, the, the, the crux of that roster is still the same. And they try not only to out-scheme you, but out-athlete you. Well, don't let them. Don't let, yeah. don't let them do that and see if maybe, I don't know, you come up with a blueprint for how you're going to stop some of those teams that want to go at mega speed. Well, got to got to match up with it. And it's, look, I, I don't, ex- I'm not telling you that's what they're going to do, but if I could find a way to do that, heck yeah, I'd do that. Absolutely. Look, that's where the game is going. Look around college football. There are teams playing 60 Bs with regularity in college football. It's bleeding up. It's it's bleeding up because teams are, you know what? We use all 53 and a half yards of this field all all the way. And so you got to match us all the way. And especially with the hashes so tight, you better have some dudes that can run uh, against teams that have got some speed. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them pull out packages that look way different than what we have seen the Texans in, in before. All right, coming up, let's get to some of these power rankings, predictions, prognostications, and I'll debunk some. I'll see where they're coming from on some others, but uh, we'll dive into that a little bit. We have Landry's cap questions. we got a whole lot of stuff. I mentioned the scrimmage situation. What is my all-time Texan scrimmage memory? And no, it's not the Dolphins one that I brought up the other night. It is Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. Who's looking good? Who'll need to step up? How's the depth chart looking? The answers are right here on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience, where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Hyundai has always had your back. And now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai. The longer you look, the more there is to life. Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just $24,575. Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202-929-0073 for complete details. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. 
The Houston Texans and Amogee Bank have teamed up to present the Small Business Boost. This program supports small businesses with $5,000 in Texans promotional assets. The first winner is Three Brothers Bakery, founded in 1949. And now with three locations in Houston, it has survived natural disasters, a pandemic, and stands on the shoulders of Holocaust survivors. Through this challenging time, they have continued to support their team and help other small businesses. For more info and to nominate a small business, visit HoustonTexans.com slash Business Boost. My name is Arturo Vargas, owner and president of Cristina's Mexican Restaurant. This is our story. We have faced many challenges, but on this pandemic, this was something bigger than all of us. That's when Amigi came and had the answers. They reached out to me on a Saturday morning, got the account open, the application in. Tuesday it was approved, and they were funded by Wednesday. Thank you to Amigi Bank from all of us at Cristina's and all of our families. Amigi Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. It's your home speaking, and I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, could you get that blueberry that rolled under the fridge last week? It's throwing my feng shui off. Second thing, bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO. It's easy, and we could save money. Lastly, I know you were thinking of painting the nursery back to off-white, but I'm actually feeling this baby blue. Didn't think it was my color, but I am pulling it off. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No, no shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well... Red Diamond. We're perfect at tea. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium. As the Big 12 takes on the SEC, be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. Texans training camp news. Inside the bubble, practice report. Day nine of Texans practice in the books. Kahali Waring, tight end, finally showing up. Two big acrobatic touchdown catches. Eric Murray with an interception off of a tipped ball. Will Fuller on the field for 11-on-11. He took John Reed, the rookie cornerback, to school with a touchdown inside the red zone. DeAndre Carter continuing to separate himself in the battle for the return position in backup slot receiver against the injured Kiki QT, who was out of practice again. Next time the Texans take the field, tomorrow night inside NRG Stadium for the big scrimmage. We are inside the bubble at Texans training camp. Ready. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. 610. 610. 610. 
It's like Netflix, but free. Go to HoustonTexans.com and click listen for every episode of our Texans radio shows. Mark Vandermeer, John Harris with you. Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity. One more day of these programs for you, 8 to 10 a.m. tomorrow in advance of the scrimmage. Maybe because Johnny, as Amy Palsick, the uh, communications vice president for the Texans, just tweeted out, the Texans will close the stadium at 2.30 today to ensure everyone gets home safely with the threat of Hurricane Laura looming. The team will meet virtually on Thursday morning and reassess if it is safe to come back for the scrimmage scheduled for Thursday evening. So they'll take a look. They'll see how bad it is. You you don't know until you know. Laura projected to, what, hit basically the Texas-Louisiana border, and you're on the so-called clean side of the hurricane, but that doesn't mean anything is uh, less uh, damaging, potentially anyway, uh, on this side of things, and we'll see how it goes in the city of Houston. And, of course, many people who are in the direct line are in our listening area, so our prayers go out to you, and uh, we're we're praying for safety and that it somehow fizzles out a la Marco, I guess. But uh, that's not going to happen with this one. This one's really barreling down. Uh, we'll see how uh, everything goes. But the Texans might still scrimmage tomorrow night, might not. We'll see. We'll be ready for anything on this program. You can bet on that. Okay, let's get to this now. You know, I found this interesting because I was going through, and I don't know why I do this, Johnny. I took the bait on the ESPN power rankings and who is on the hot seat for each team. And All right, I I know. But I want to go right to the Colts here because uh, this obviously directly affects the Texans. You play them twice there, your nemesis. And they they had the hot seat going to Marlon Mack, and they say he shouldn't be based on his production last year. But they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. They drafted Jonathan Taylor. I think the not picking up of the fifth-year option of Mac is a bit of a surprise. It's not like you're signing him to a long-term, really expensive deal, Johnny. It's a fifth-year option, and that's his rookie deal. And he's Marlon Mack. He's really good for them. I'm surprised they didn't do it. Now, I get drafting Jonathan Taylor, but until Taylor does it in an NFL uniform, there's no guarantee here. So what are your thoughts on Mac? no fifth-year option, and the Colts running game? Well, Max, Mag wasn't a first year, or I'm sorry, he wasn't a first round pick. So, I mean, as far as you know, his fifth year option goes, maybe maybe they're talking yeah. about extending him because yeah. he wouldn't he wouldn't You're have right. a fifth year option. Who wrote um, this? Oh yeah. my gosh, I just got I just got caught here. It's, so I'm, and it, but either I think way, it's but a I, collection I, of people. Yeah, yeah. So I think maybe what they're getting at is, and I think this is you didn't right. Extend since him. First year was 17, 18, 19. 20. Yeah, you didn't extend him. So he's going into the final year of his four-year contract, which I'd imagine he got. You know, as there a, was no as a, option. Yeah, there was no option. So he, so basically he's going into his fourth year, and they didn't extend him, and which is kind of the concept of a fifth-year option, but just technically that's just not either way. Uh, nice work, being, ESPN, but bad work by me for not remembering that. But thank yeah, you well, Marlon, for being here. But the thing about it is Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. Mack actually scares me more now because they have Jonathan Taylor, that they can keep both of those guys healthy yeah. and fresh. And I worry more about them from that perspective than I would if it was just one of them. And, and look, Marlon in that playoff game against us in 2018, whew, I mean, he was – he was hard to tackle. I remember the, the the only thing that I remember from week 17 in 2017, there were two things. Obviously, we found out the news uh, about Rick Smith stepping away to be with his ailing wife. 
The other thing I remember in that game, I don't remember any other play or anything else that happened in that game except that Marlon Mack ran and bounced a run to the outside, and he stiff-armed Clowney to the ground. And I went, whoa, he was a rookie. And I went, yeah. uh, ooh, holy smokes. So, and I, I felt like coming out of college that Mack was going to be a problem for some for something. He's going to be a, a nice fit. I didn't think he would ever be like the bona fide number one, but I thought the role he would play in being a pretty strong number two back was, or almost a 1B, if you will, was going to be the perfect role. Well, that's what he is now. He's 1A, Taylor's 1B, and now I'm probably flip throughout the year because I think Taylor's just overall better back, but they can kind of go back and forth with that. I I, I mean, Marlon Mack being on a hot seat, yeah, I don't know about that. I would think Malik Hooker is more on, Malik Hooker's more on a hot seat because he did not get his fifth-year option exercised, and he's a guy on defense that has not come along as people right. expected him to. And I know I know Ballard drafted him thinking, this guy's perfect. He plays in the middle of the field. He's got tremendous ball skills and range. But they just really haven't had that. And then he got banged up either last year or the year before, and that's kind of slowed his progress a little bit. But I think Marlon Mack running behind that line has got to be thrilled. And for him, and I heard this, I can't remember where I heard it, um, but I heard him interviewed and he said, look, Jonathan Taylor's a beast, and the two of us are going to be a problem. And I just went, yep, you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Uh, Yeah, I don't really want to face that. But, you know, again, you would go back to our conversation of last segment. And if you check your phone, I sent you a little something. But I think the Texans, because they've got some chess pieces defensively, they've got different ways to attack different teams. And no way, shape, or form are you going to play seven seven DBs against (laughs) the Colts. But you might play seven defense or seven front seven guys. Like uh, you may play more base stuff Ooh. against the Colts. Wait, so am I allowed? Can... To... Have you seen this lineup in practice? What did that I send you? Giving... Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. I made that up. Okay. No, this of course not. I made that up, man. Okay. <laughs> I made that the up. Bad scientist. Look, I mean, I. I mean, I don't know that I can be in it all the time, but I kind of like what I have. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, you've got to rearrange the. Uh, Rearrange the deck a little bit, yeah, uh, a little with bit. This but I mean, just kind of just throwing it, throwing it down based on what, based on what the alignments are. You know, mm-hmm. what formations you get from the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, you look at it and you look at the personnel I have out there. It yeah. makes a little bit of sense. And the thing about it is, the next week you play the Ravens, that may completely not be your approach. Right, it may not be right. your approach. And then when you play the Colts, it definitely is not your approach. Because you're going to get hit with those big fellas up front, and then you're going to get hit with those two big old backs. So game plan defense. Yeah, absolutely. And I th- yeah. I think I think this year, the game plan the the personnel is more flexible to be able to run more of a game plan defense than maybe what we've been in the past. If that makes sense. All right. So with the Texans, they had the uh, hot seat go to Will Fuller. I get it. The injuries. Year five playing the option you know if he has a hundred catches and a billion yards he deserves a big contract are they going to give yep. it to him here is he going to go somewhere right. else? he'll be a free agent you know so yep. they could franchise him uh and that could be a, an option for them as well look that'd be a luxury problem you know if uh, it's not a problem will has a huge season like that you're successful because yes. you have so much other talent around him they're all going to be successful too with all the attention he's going to draw are you kidding me it's going to be great so let's hope will has that kind of season 
but I think the national narrative about the Texans, I mean, obviously everybody remembers the Hopkins deal and they can't get past it. A lot of people just can't right. get over it. You know, yes, you got to move on. And, and believe me, the coaches, the players, they've moved on. I get it. I loved him. Okay. But look at what you brought in. Look what you have. Now you and I have the advantage of watching this stuff every day and we can see what they're working on here. And it's really enticing. So uh, I just don't think the fans are going to – maybe some of them are. Maybe a lot of them are. I don't know. But I think that the majority will be won over on this when they see the results. And yep. if you don't see the results, you don't see the results. I mean, okay. But early on, I, I think offensively, there's no reason why this team can't have success early. I think defensively, you know, we talk about midseason form and everything – it, you know, this could be a bit of a work in progress, but, you know, you're just going to have to find a way to grind out games, to win games, to – how about this, Johnny? Outscore the opponent. No, but look, look at the, how they won some of those games down the stretch last year. Three-point yep. wins. The Colts, the Titans, the, the close game against Tampa Bay, sort of. I mean, Tampa Bay backdoored it a little bit. The close game in the playoffs against Buffalo. You're going to get some of that if you're going to win some of these early games because these teams are just too good. Yeah, and the Texans have found ways to win games. I mean, 2017 was the one year they didn't, and obviously everything went south that year uh, with injuries and Deshaun yeah. going down halfway of the year. So, but they've but they've found a way to win. You know, close games in 15 and 16 and 18 and 19. I mean, they found ways. And I would read, you know, every year, you know, analysts are like, "Well, what what team that finished first will fin- end up finished last?" And a lot of a lot of people put the put the Texans or will not make the playoffs. And they're like, oh, you know, they, they highlight the one-score games. And it's like, look, if you've done it four out of five years, even 2014, when you've won close ball games, like, I, does that not start becoming a trend that you continue to do that and win close ball games? Look, we talked about the Packers last night. And you and I did my Know Your Foe, and you brought up their stats. And their stats, you look at them and go, well, that would be a middle-of-the-pack team. That team went 13-3. and three. Why? Turnovers. They found a way to win games and turnovers, and turnover yeah. margins massive. That that's massive. the biggest stat, Johnny. The Texans were dead even in turnover margin, and that can't happen yes. this year. You got to get right. in the plus category significantly. Next up, Landry's cap questions. Let's get to them on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. More on the latest from Training Camp is next on Texans Radio. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's, and are you hungry? I know I am. I always am. That's why we're always coming up with new products just for you. New pizzas. They're delicious. And now we're going to try our new Papadilla. If you haven't had a Papadilla yet, you got to try one. They come in all kinds of different flavors. But now we have the new grilled buffalo chicken Papadilla. It's spicy. It comes with grilled chicken, onions, and buffalo sauce. It sounds great. It is great. Give it a try today. Only 6 bucks. The new grilled buffalo chicken Papadilla at Papa John's. 
Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. We believe your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans. Modern Modernization Today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com Cisco. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. More Texans radio in spectacular fashion is on the way. Texans training camp news now. now. Inside the bubble practice report. Day nine of Texans practice in the books. Kahali wearing tight end finally showing up two big acrobatic touchdown catches. Eric Murray with an interception off of a tipped ball. Will Fuller on the field for 11-on-11. He took John Reed, the rookie cornerback, to school with a touchdown inside the red zone. DeAndre Carter continuing to separate himself in the battle for the return position and backup slot receiver against the injured Kiki QT, who was out of practice again. Next time the Texans take the field, tomorrow night inside NRG Stadium for the big scrimmage. We're inside the bubble at Texans training camp. Ready. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. Standout performance and all the right moves. This is Bill O'Brien, head coach of the Houston Texans. I'm not talking football. I'm talking about the BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe. With its twin power turbo technology, highly responsive handling, complimentary scheduled maintenance for three years or 36,000 miles, you'll always go for the long drive. BMW, the official luxury car of the Houston Texans. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. Successful projects depend on an efficient and effective approach. From power generation, manufacturing, oil, gas and chemicals, and more, RefChem. A wholly owned subsidiary of Burns and McDonald provides ideal construction solutions for the challenges you face safely, on time, and within budget. As a premier heavy industrial service contractor, RefChem is committed to delivering quality projects in Houston. BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. Texans fans, the 2020 NFL season is finally here and the race to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa is officially underway. Be there when it all ends with an official Super Bowl 55 ticket package from NFL On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. Don't wait to secure verified game tickets, all-inclusive pregame hospitality complete with appearances from some of the biggest names in football and so much more. Visit NFLOnLocation.com today and secure the football experience of a lifetime. 
The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community. Um, slash community. Um, slash. I'm Whitney Merciless, starting outside linebacker for your Houston Texans. For the latest on your favorite team in mind, go to HoustonTexans.com. Here we go. Texans training camp live presented by Xfinity. And we'll be back with you tomorrow, 8 to 10 a.m. We'll be back with you tonight, 6 o'clock. In the Loop is next, though, featuring Landry Locker, who joins us now for Landry's camp questions. Good morning, Landry. Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? A little Excellent. bit of uh, calm before the storm is what we're going to call to uh, today's episode of In the Loop. That's, a, that's what we are going to call it. And I got to tell you guys, a lot of people are going to be very happy this weekend because fantasy football drafts are going on. I know we don't talk a lot of fantasy, but if I'm if I'm sitting there about to make a selection, I want you guys to tell me which receiver I should take from the Texans if both Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller are sitting there. I would take Cooks. I mean, look, he stays healthy. He's got a track record of doing it. I know last year wasn't exactly – you know, the totally healthy season for him that everybody wanted in L.A., but he still played 14 games. And I just think that he it's going to be a different situation this year. Concussions are kind of they're kind of crapshoots. You know, we were afraid when Ryan Griffin had his, it would maybe be a Fedorowicz thing. Maybe we had Fedorowicz shock. But I just think that those are um, bad luck kind of injuries. And I think Cook stays healthy and has a big year for them. I think that's more likely to happen than Fuller because, and I love Will, and I want to see it happen for Will, but it just hasn't happened yet. So if I had to pick one, I'd say Cooks. Yeah, I'm with Mark on this one, Landry. I would say I would say Cooks. Okay, there we go. All right, I'm uh, noted. Noted uh, very uh, I got this one uh, written down. All right, Kansas City versus the, the Texans uh, 15 days from now. I cannot believe I'm uh, I'm saying that. Give me the and I know this is early, but give me the X factor for the Texans in that game. Who's the X factor? Someone who we could not be talking about too much, and all of a sudden he has the biggest impact on the game. I think I got one. one. I got one. All right, all right you go first, Johnny. Okay. Um, offensively, Jordan Aikens. I was going to say one of the tight ends, but I you're more specific, so go ahead. Yeah, I think Jordan Aikens. I think Aiken's connection with Deshaun has done nothing but grow stronger each and every rep, each and every day. I I think that depending on how teams are going to want to stop the speed they have, if they're going to play too high safeties, Aiken's can eat that up down the middle of the field all day. If they want to go man, then they're probably going to have to put a linebacker on Aiken's because if you end up, unlike what we were talking about earlier, the Texans will run the ball all day on you. They will crush you if you have just five in the box or six in the box. So teams are going to have to play at least six or seven members of the front seven, which is going to get Aikens matched up on a linebacker, and he's going to win those matchups. So I think Aikens has an opportunity to be a definite X factor against the Chiefs, no doubt. 
I'm going to go Jacob Martin. I think Jacob Martin finds a way to get to the quarterback. He did against Mahomes last year in the regular season victory, bumping his elbow on a third down throw that made the throw go awry. And nobody talks about that play, but you're off the field and you grind out the clock and the game is over. So I just think that year two in this organization is going to be a nice, productive year. I'm not going to go double-digit sacks or whatever. I'd love to see it. But I just think you are going to hear from Jacob Martin an awful lot this year, and he could be the X factor on defense on opening night. Speaking of Jacob Martin, and this is a, this is a random question, Jacob Martin's gained 21 pounds. A lot of us have gained weight throughout our life, maybe not in the <laughs> same manner as him. So one of our favorite things to do on In the Loop is tell tales of when we were at our fattest. For example, when I was at my fattest, I'd order a large pizza, I'd pick up the pizza, and then maybe I'd stop at Taco Bell and get like a burrito to eat on the way home. I need when I was at my fattest tales from Mark Vandermeer and John okay. Harris. All right, you got all right. So I was my fattest in State College, Pennsylvania, when I was there uh, doing play-by-play for women's basketball and a bunch of other sports, high school sports, and I was working morning and afternoon drive sports reports, and in the winter doing a game almost every night between high school and college sports. So I I had no time to work out. It was relentless the schedule. I would eat everything. Like I would go to McDonald's in the morning and have the, um, the the whatever like sausage McMuffin whatever, and then I'd have the cheesecake thing. What was it? A cheese Danish. That's what it was. Oh. And a Coke. And a Coke. I mean, that's disgusting. And th- to add all that together, okay. And then dinner was often like three slices of pizza, another Coke, and then I'd have another snack later, right before bed. I mean, I was so huge. There was a charity basketball game. I have a picture somewhere. I mean, for me, I was definitely at least 20 pounds heavier than I am right now. And they weren't Jacob Martin pounds either, believe me. I, Landry, was nearly 270 Whoa. In, in the, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, early, early 2010. And it wasn't for me. I just, I always ate kind of the, the same I did as I was growing up. I just ate whatever really I wanted to. But you know what I found out was the killer? I don't know why I never paid attention to the calories and sugar and things like Gatorade. I, didn't, I wasn't drinking soda at the time. I didn't drink any of that, but I would drink Gatorade like it was going on a style. And so I would drink like the big, you know, kind of almost almost two-liter-like thing that you would get from. I, I would have one of those like almost every day, and that was – I found out later on like, oh, my God, this is like, like 900 calories. calories. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it's, and I'm drinking it. And I'm drinking it, so I don't really think it's all that, you know, I don't think it's yeah. bad. It's like, hey, electrolytes, it's Gatorade, it's not sodas. I knew it's sodas not a milkshake. <laughs> but I would drink Gatorade forever. And then I ended up doing a, a a weight loss program, and they were like, okay, you can't have this drink, this drink, this drink, you can't have these things. And I was like, man, I was drinking so much of my calories. And I don't I don't drink alcohol, but I was just drinking, whether it's Gatorades in particular, uh, that I was just a killer. I was drinking Gatorades and milk, and I didn't like one percent or two percent milk so it was whole milk and gatorade it was just those are the things that i had and it was just they were killers then i got into the weight loss program and lost like 70 pounds down to something i probably shouldn't have been And right now i'm at 225 i probably have another 10 pounds to go then i'll be good lopez has no mercy for y'all by the way he's making fun of vandermeer for saying he's weighed 20 more pounds oh my gosh oh my god you know that on me john 20 extra (laughs) listen guys you're you're at you're at your fattest and you're saying i had a breakfast sandwich and gatorade oh boo hoo i mean come on 
I was I mean, with I John. I was with John on the show when he lost all the weight in uh, 09 yeah. and 2010. And we were at the Super Bowl in Miami, and Lopez is on the diet and it, with all the supplements and everything, and he stuck to it. Oh, yeah. I give hey, you credit. I'm still Use down. It. I'm still uh, pretty much at my goal weight. Uh, I, I gained it back a, a couple of years ago, some of it. But uh, at my fattest, uh, come on, you guys are lying. You're flat out lying. <laughs> hey, I mean, no, I'm I... talking like a rack of ribs, you know. Well, I'll or, tell you this, we'll, John, though. We were we, when uh, Sean Pendergast and I did it at the same time, and we were a little, we were li- maybe a little later than you did it, and it was during March Madness, and our radio station had <laughs> scheduled remotes every single day. <laughs> now we're talking at a restaurant. See? Now we're digging. <laughs> now, now we're getting there. It's like it's like you're a therapist. You know, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Tell us. But we we're had. But the we layers. were on the diet. We were on a diet, and we had to stay there all Gatorade. day. Gatorade, my ass, Gatorade. That is not, not your fault. It. All right, we got to break it here, John. All right. all right, we'll we'll continue. Who when Gatorade when we made were me fat, John? Gatorade made me fat, John. I like Tomorrow, pizzas and cheeseburgers. Tomorrow on a special two-hour edition of When We Were Fattest, we will. Okay, in the loop is next, guys, and we'll be back at six with Texans All Access. Have a great day and go Texans. What are the players saying about today's training camp practice? I can't wait to hit people, and I can't wait to show our fans what we're working on. Bring it back, bring it back. Check out HoustonTexans.com for all the latest coverage from camp. Houston Methodist is still here for you, seeing patients who need our care. Even in these uncertain times, our commitment remains the same. We put our patients at the center of everything we do. We can see you virtually. We can talk to you on the phone. We can even see you in person if needed. Rest assured, we are taking every precaution to keep you safe. We're still here for you. Contact your doctor's office or visit HoustonMethodist.org slash here for you. Ronnie Flatten, CTO and owner of CT Integrations, and this is our story. The business was great, and we were in a growth mode. When the pandemic hit, we had a lot of uncertainty, but with AMG's support, we were able to get through it. Being able to help somebody come out of a crisis is truly gratifying. Fifteen jobs saved with their families, and that impacts a whole lot of people. AMG Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, and creamy pepper sauce. And just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. 
good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience, where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on auto data compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! July's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award, presented by Apache, will be presented to Houston Fire Department firefighter and EMT Joshua Templeton. For the past seven years, Templeton has gone above and beyond to serve the Houston community. During Hurricane Harvey, he went door-by-door on a boat for three days straight, helping and rescuing those in need. And he has continued to dedicate his life to serving the Houston community and ensuring everyone's safety during this challenging time. The Houston Texans and Apache would congratulate him for being our July Star of Courage. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called NextGen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. NextGen Stats, powered by AWS. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com.com. Dot com.